Yes, hello, this is Kenneth Anderson podcast, and it's the 12th of April 2021. The time is 19.21, and it is Monday. Now today we are going to once again visit the book The Power of Self-Compassion. And here are some of the mindsets that can be helpful for us to cope and deal with the everyday stress that we might uh, encounter. Because life can be wonderful, life can be uplifting, or life can be lovable. But it can also uh, show some hardship. And also we can obtain a competitive mindset, for example. And this competitive mindset uh, can actually make us focus on the not-so-uplifting things in life, as the compassionate mindset most clearly does. A compassionate mindset clearly makes us focus on the more lovable things in life, the more things that make us happy and content with life. So here I am just going to read out loud from this book and just take a brainstorming afterwards. So let's just start with the book of how we can use self-compassion in our everyday life. And let's just change the scenes here to this one. So, what is compassion? Compassion is not religious business. It is a human business. It is not luxury. It is essential for our own peace and stability. It is essential for human survival. Dalai Lama. This chapter will look at how the compassionate mindset approach defines compassion. It will examine the compassionate mind and mindset in comparison and relation to different states of mind such as those we experience in the context of threatening or competitive situations. It will then discuss the attributes and skills of the compassionate mindset. A better understanding of this will give you an idea of what you are hoping to achieve and also of the skills needed to boost your self-confidence. Traditional Views of Compassion Most of the early writings on compassion were conducted in the context of religious traditions. Compassion is referred to as a key part of such religions as Jainism, Islam, Buddhism, Judaism, Christianity and Hinduism. While views of compassion slightly differs from among the major religions and even between texts within the same tradition, compassion is almost universally accepted to mean, in everyday terms, a deep sympathy and sorrow in the face of suffering, be it on your own or that of someone else, together with a motivation or commitment to alleviate distress. Although the compassionate mind approach acknowledges both secular and religious views, it is also incorporated or updated our understanding with present-day research, which informs us of how the brain orients itself and operates within the context of compassion. You may have experienced with uh, apps or applications that turn your phone into a camera, a calculator or gaming system, or an internet connection. 
In such modes, your phone is still a phone, but with different applications running. The key or areas of the screen behaves differently. In turns, you behave differently with the phone, maybe holding it in different ways and viewing it from another angle. A mindset could be a mindset could be through sorry a mindset could be thoughts of as an app for your smart brain in one mode you can be competitive resulting in certain ways of thinking different motivations and even different postures by contrast engaging with a compassionate mindset will switch the competitive functions off and replace them with a range of different thoughts motivations and feelings The compassionate mind approach to compassion. Researchers suggest that our brain possesses a range of mindsets that works in the following ways. They orient our thinking and reasoning, including both verbal thoughts and images. They orient our intention. They recruit certain feelings. They motivate us in certain directions, resulting in particular behaviors. Different mindsets turn on certain functions and capabilities in the brain while turning off others. Understanding that compassion is one of these mindsets is a key part of this chapter. Compassion in contrast to other mindsets. The following three exercises will give you the opportunity to experience and compare different mindsets. Exercise number 10. The threat mindset. Imagine for a moment you are in a room full of people and you suddenly notice that someone is scrutinizing you. His eyes are narrow and his face expression suggests he is viewing you in a negative way. This is likely to trigger your threat mindset. After thinking yourself into this mindset, spend a few minutes thoroughly exploring it by answering the following question. What is your attention focused on? What are you thinking? What emotions do you feel? What sensations do you feel in your body? Now think about what is likely to have been going on. Your attention will have been narrow and focused on the threat and on yourself in relation to it. It is likely that your thoughts will have become fixed on what you think the apparently hostile person is thinking of you. You may start to wonder what is wrong with you, or you may tell yourself that they have noticed something you already feel uncomfortable about, maybe with respect to your appearance, your behavior, or you as a person. You may experience anxiety or maybe anger, and these feelings may be associated with a range of different psychological reactions such as increased heart rate, changes in your breathing pattern, and degree of bodily tension. In addition, you may feel motivated to leave, to constantly check if the person is still looking, or to confront the person who is scrutinizing you. Finally, take a few deep breaths and let the experience fade from your mind. <clears throat> Exercise number 11. The competitive mindset. Now imagine you are running a marathon, for which you have trained for months and months. 
You are approaching the final thousand meters, and it looks as though there is a possibility of beating your personal best, or of even finishing before the rest of your training team. This situation is likely to trigger your competitive mindset. After thinking yourself into this mindset, spend a few minutes thoroughly exploring it by answering the following questions. What is your attention focused on? What are you thinking? What emotions do you feel? What bodily sensations do you feel? Now think about what is likely to have happened. You are probably thinking, come on, push yourself, beat your personal best. Your mind would be full of images of crossing the line to the cheers of the spectators. If you were thinking about your fellow competitors at all, it is unlikely that you were wondering how they were doing. Instead, you would have been wondering if you could beat them, or your attention might have been fixed solely on yourself and getting to the finish line. As you approached it, you might have experienced a surge of acceleration that helped you force the blisters uh, or forget the blisters on your feet and the pain in your limbs. Suddenly, you seem to have a boost of extra energy. You were motivated towards the finish line, and that was all that mattered to you. Finally, take a few deep breaths and let the experience fade from your mindset. Exercise number 12. The compassionate mindset. Imagine for a moment that you are visiting a friend or co-worker for the first time since she suffered bereavement. On the way, you may initially wonder how the visit will go or whether you will be of any help to her, and you may feel a bit anxious about it. As your friend opens the door, you notice a look of profound sorrow, tears in her eyes. This situation is likely to trigger your compassionate mindset. After thinking yourself into this mindset, spend a few minutes thoroughly exploring it by answering the following questions. What is your attention focused on? What are you thinking? What emotions do you feel? What bodily sensations do you feel? Now, think about what is likely to have happened. As soon as you encountered the bereaved person, your thoughts would be directed toward this person and how she was feeling. Any thoughts of yourself and your own concerns about the visit would be set aside. You may feel physically drawn towards the other person or feel the need to make eye contact. You may experience a deep sense of sorrow and the need to be of help in whatever way your friend seems to require at that moment. This may mean giving a hug, talking or taking her out of herself by going for a drink and filling in your friend on what has been happening. Once again, take a few deep breaths and let the experience fade from your mind. Reflection on exercise 10 through 12. As you can see from the scenarios described above, we all have the capacity for different mindsets that organizes our brain in different ways. Some mindsets makes us focus on ourselves, some on other people, some drive us towards certain things, some away from them. In each of the scenarios outlined, we are still ourselves, but the way in which our brain operates are different. Mindset and Self-Compassion This book aims to help you develop self-compassion so, sorry, self-confidence through a compassionate mindset. In chapter 1 you saw that while warmth and kindness are central to compassion, 
so too are strength and courage. A compassionate mindset will help you recognize when things are difficult and give you the strength and courage to do something about it instead of constantly undermining yourself and your efforts. Exercise number 13. Comparing different mindsets. This exercise illustrates further how different mindsets compare to each other and how the development of your compassionate mindset may stand you in good stead. Consider Jim and Beck's story from chapter 1. As you will recall, Jim wanted to ask Becky out, but when he bumped into her, his self-confidence failed him. He ended up talking about something completely different. He found himself in a threat mindset. Thinking about this situation, fill in the middle column of worksheet number 4 with some idea about Jim's mindset. Think about what thoughts Jim might have had, where his attention might have been, how he might have been feeling, and what he might have been motivated to do. It is important to remember that exercise is asking you to think about what might have been happening with Will, with Jim while he was in the situation, not before or after it, but when he actually bumped into Becky. Now in contrast, imagine in the crucial moment that Jim was able to be compassionate towards himself. In this mindset, he still experienced anxiety and is not in previous to life's setbacks and disapprovements, but he feels reassured that he will be okay in whatever situation he faces and will recover from any knocks he takes. He is able to keep his anxiety in check so that his threat system is not allowed to run the show. Now complete the second column of the worksheet with some ideas about Jim's compassionate mindset. And this is the mindset, threat mindset, a compassion mindset. What thoughts might have been running through Jim's mindset when he was in the threat mindset or was when he was in the compassion mindset? Where would Jim's attention be focused in the threat mindset or in the compassion mindset? And what emotions would Jim be likely to experience in a threat mindset or in the compassion mindset? What feelings might Jim experience in his body in the threat mindset and in the compassion mindset? And how might Jim hold himself? How would his posture be in the situation, in the threat mindset and in the compassionate mindset? And what would Jim be motivated to do in the compassionate mindset and in the threat mindset? As you can see from each of the exercises in this chapter, different mindsets can influence our thinking, attention, bodily sensations, motivations, behaviors, and even posture in starkly different ways. The aim is not to rid yourself of anxiety altogether, but rather to be able to keep it in check by developing a compassionate mindset through which you can learn to regulate your threat system and build your self-confidence. You may have found exercise 13 difficult, as this chapter has yet to look closely at the different attributes of compassion and how they complement each other. If so, it can be helpful to return to this exercise after finishing this chapter. How mindsets and associated emotions relate to each other. Our mindsets are each associated with a particular way of thinking and feeling, as well as motivations and behaviors. Thus, they recruit or switch on certain functions of the brain. 
Although mindsets can sometimes be associated with a mixture of different emotions, there are certain emotions that do not have the capacity to coexist with each other. In other words, one negative the other, sorry, one neg- negates the other. This occurs naturally, but human beings are also able to manipulate it to their advantages. For example, researchers have de- demonstrated that if we are in Reduced into a state of relaxation, we cannot simultaneously feel anxious. One state counteracts the other. It is through the intervention of the compassion mindset that you will hopefully learn how to turn down or turn off the sometimes troublesome threat system. And now we come to compassionate attributes. So let's just have a brainstorming of this. So let's just see where we are here. So let's just take a deep dive in this. Because I have been explaining many times, if we want a compassionate and loving and caring and kind mindset, we need to start focusing on it. We cannot focus on the competitive mindset or the mindset of the threat system, because these are in complete opposites of the compassion mindset. And what I mean by that is you cannot eliminate them altogether, these uh, mindsets, but you can keep them in check. And through meditation of love and kindness and compassion towards other human beings, basically taking yourself out of the equation, letting your mind wander to other human beings besides yourself in a loving and kind and compassionate way, meditating on that for periods of time can actually help you cope and deal with the anxious mindset. Because when we meet other people, when we are in a crowd of human beings, we automatically get anxious. We get, you know, excited also, but we also get anxious because we all want each other to like each other. And if we are in a competitive mindset, well then, the, the compassionate mindset, the happy mindset fades away. Or if we are in a threat mindset, that we are constantly looking for threats in this group that we are in, well then we are not uh, compassionate uh, human beings in the compassionate mindset. I'm not saying that you do not uh, have also compassion in your heart, but if you constantly, or in 80 or 90% of the incidences, are in a competitive or threat system mindset, you tend to focus more on yourself. And we all focus on ourselves. This is human nature. It is basic to be aware of your surroundings, to wish that you are safe,
that wish that you are uh, on the head of the team, so to speak, that you are an alpha male. This is basic human nature. It is basic in our brain to survive, to also reproduce, to have sex. You need to show alpha male uh, tendencies. You need a, to show a competitive mindset in order for you to attract uh, the opposite sex that wants a man who have a drive to him, who have a determination, a determination to reach his goal. And when he reaches his goal, he finds an even greater goal to achieve once he has reached that goal. So this motivation can be very good for a human being. It is a very good for a human being. Otherwise, we are just, uh, what do you call it, couch potatoes, uh, <laughs> desk uh, tomatoes. We are simply just sitting on our backsides, uh, basically just observing life. So we can ask ourselves this question, am I simply just observing life or am I participating in it? Because observing life, it can be very easygoing. It is very safe. So let's just see here if I can find a translation here. Let's just see here. Observing life instead of Observing, let's see here, observing life, observing life instead of, observing life instead of, and now I just, because this is the title of this podcast, oh sorry, participating in it. Participating, participating, participating in life. Now we have that one also. So the title of this podcast, Observing Life Instead of Participating in It. Because... And of course, this has uh, a tendency to also get too close to me, of course, because I can also ask myself this question. Am I simply just observing life instead of participating in it? Uh, because, and I can only speak for myself, yes, for, for close to six months now, I've also just observing life, so to speak enjoying life, but I have not been really participating in it. Meaning that I have not really had any goals in life, but now I have. Now I'm, I have started an education to becoming a blacksmith, so that is a goal in life. That is something that I can 
not only have a, a, a thrive system for towards, but I can use my compassionate mindset also, but also my competitive mindset also. I can use my drive mindset to drive myself in this direction. So, am I participating in life? Yes, I am, of course. I can also ask myself the question, am I participating so much in life that I feel uh, joy and happiness and contentment, uh, sorry, contentment, but am I, what do you call it, contempt in life, or what do you call that, uh, I'm missing the word right now, um, the English word here is is missing my mind. You know that I want to, of course, be happy uh, and contented life, we all want that, but the drive, the drive has to also be there. So if you lack a drive system, you need to focus on your drive system. You also need to look at yourself in the mirror of the truth. You cannot just say to yourself, well, that's fine, I'm just sitting on my behind and observing life. This is fine for me. You need to have a goal in life. It could be uh, small goals, of course. Set small goals in life. Tomorrow or for the next 14 days, I want to achieve this and write that down on a piece of paper so that you constantly have this mindset, you have this drive towards an even better life. Because once we are cow's potatoes, we might fool ourselves into believing that life is great, life is wonderful, I'm just sitting on my behind watching YouTube videos or whatever, but I'm really not participating in life in a way that perhaps could make me even more happy and content as a human being. It could be a work, a job. A lot of people find great joy in having a steady job where they can participate not only in society, but they could all, they can also contribute to society, of course money-wise with taxes, but also be one of the persons who uplifts other human beings. So can you make your job a happy job? Can you change your mindset so working at McDonald's is a happy job. Working at a gas station is a happy job. Can you show that love and compassion and kindness towards other human beings by smiling to them, by showing yourself as a human being that wants other human beings to have a good experience of you? This is some of the questions that you can ask yourself because that also can build up a drive system that you are striving towards a better goal in life. 
I'm not saying that working at McDonald's uh, is a bad job or working at a gas station is a bad, bad job. There needs to be people in all works of life in order for society to strive and become a society that we can all benefit from. And of course, I'm not talking about uh, the society that we have right now. I'm talking about the society that we have a year and a half ago. Because today it is a vastly different approach we have to have to life in order for us to maintain our own dignity. We have to ask ourselves, am I going to allow the government and the secret societies behind it all and the mainstream media who constantly lie to us, am I going to make them take over my life? Am I going to allow them to decide if I'm going to have a vaccine passport or vaccines? Am I allowing them to enter my life in a certain way that they are taking away my freedoms as much as it is possible uh, before we enter the third and final stage, which is, of course, Nazi Germany? There's no easy way for me to say this. When the price is in the pudding or the... <laughs> it is... Uh, the truth is in the pudding, I believe it's called. You can see it for what it is. Or you can put your blinders on. You can be an observer. See on your... Sit on your backside. Be a couch potato. Or you can do something about it. You can say no to it. We have still an opportunity to, to say no to it, but it's up to us. So there are forces or evil forces that are constantly trying to take away our freedoms, take away our ability to live as human beings. And of course, history is going to repeat itself unless we are learning from history, from past history. And I believe a lot of people have. A lot of people are turning off the television sets and the mindsets of the New World Order. So we need to be aware of the fact that we are lied to constantly, that we are being manipulated in a certain direction, But once we analyze the threat system, the competitive mindset system, and the compassionate mindset system, now we can all of a sudden look at these mindsets as triggers that they are using to trigger us uh, to react in a certain way. And we see it around the world. We see it that the mindset, of course, of a, a, a dictatorial society is one that is very simple. You need to have the population fear a certain thing in society, 
and then you need to divide and conquer. Divide people into uh, non-believers and believers, vaccinated versus non-vaccinated people with a vaccine passport constant uh, versus people with uh, not a vaccine passport. And of course, uh, the excuse is that these people who are refusing are actually not allowing society to open up again. So that the people who follow the mindset of the government is going to be very angry at the other group of people. And once the armband is in place and the military concentration camps is in place, well then there are no protests because the other party is riled up and angry at the other <laughs> party. So it's not so difficult to accept the fact that the military personnel of the country is rounding people up in these camps. So the mindset is very simple. It's also very simple when you know it, when you can see it with your own eyes. It's very easy for you to refuse it, to say no to it. I could actually give you a solution to all your problems, to all mankind's problems. It's very easy. We all, and every last one of us, all seven billion human beings on the planet, we just say no to it. We say no to our government. We say no to this blatant lie that they are constantly trying to take over our eyes. Just say no to it. And if we do it all together, every last one of us, if we stop voting for these politicians who are part of these secret societies, also our prime minister is also part of the secret societies, it's called Christian the Fourth or Christian the Fourth um, Lodge. And that's the part she is a member of. There's pictures out there on the internet of it. So we need to be aware of the fact that we are being lied to constantly. And I do not know about you, but I am not friends with liars that constantly lie to me. I actually say no to being friends with them. I do not listen to them. I do not participate in their propaganda. I simply just say no to it. And I highly suggest you do the same. So it's very easy for me to say this, but it's more troublesome for us to do it. Because the pressure of a lot of people is that we have to accept these terms that comes from our government. We should not question it at all. And of course, that's the way we enter the fear-based mindset. And if we are constantly living in fear, fear of each other, fear of living outside our door, fear of leaving our house without a mask, then we start fearing ourselves. Then we start fearing life and we start fearing each other. And we cannot become happy and content human beings with this drive system. 
that we have this drive, uh, that we are setting ourselves goals in society. So we are basically a goalless society right now. There are no people setting up goals for themselves if they are living in this fear-based uh, mindset. So very important that we snap out of it. We go over to the more compassionate mindset because that is something that there is not any government around the world who can fight against. And what I mean by that is, if you think about other human beings the way you think about yourself in a loving and compassionate and kind way, because deep down inside, we human beings are everlasting love and kindness. This is put in there by the great creator of it all, the creator of the universe, Jehovah God, the Almighty One. So in order for us to stay close to the creator, we need to show that we also is going to stay close to everlasting love and kindness. And how do we do that? Well, then we have to fight all these negative attributes of humans, this negative mindset. We need to stop looking at it. We need to stop participating in it. We just need to say no to it. Each and every one of us on planet Earth. Because the power lies in our acquiescence. It power lies in that we say yes to our masters, to the ones who uh, have power over us <clears throat> and decides how we live our lives. Because once we acquiesce, once we submit, well then they see it as a sign of weakness. And then they can take even more of our freedoms. And then we have a totalitarian system where we are all equal, like in the Soviet Union, where all were equal, or I should say, equally poor. Equally afraid of each other, of the government, and of speaking out against the government. Because people were afraid to speak their minds. So that is also a question that we can ask ourselves, are we afraid to speak our minds, to speak whatever is on our mind? Because that is freedom. Freedom is freedom of expression, that we are not afraid and think about what other people are thinking about ourselves, that we are, as whole human beings, that we speak our mind in a way that we believe in. And when we 100% believe in what we are saying, that our mindset is love and compassion and kindness, and that is what we believe, that is what we want to become our core inner values, then we are all of a sudden becoming humans that love each other and are kind to one another. So very importantly that we as human beings learn from our mistakes. 
So are we learning from our mistakes? Well, basically, the answer is yes and no. Some people are learning from their mistakes and are willing to change their mindset, and others are not. So we need to get out of our fear-based uh, mindset. And that can only happen once we get rid of the propaganda, once we say no to it, once we refuse to listen to the liars that constantly lie to us and constantly tells us what to fear and also the solutions to these fears. So be aware of the fact that you are being manipulated with, that you are being taken over, that these mindsets that I just described in this book are mindsets that you can choose to enter, but you can also choose to refuse. And of course, I can only speak to myself or for myself, I choose to enter the mindset of a compassionate human being. But this is also the most difficult journey that I can take. It's much more easier for the competitive or the fear-based mindset. Very easy to enter these because society is actually encouraging us to do so. So we have to be aware of the fact that we need to do the complete opposite of what society wants us to do. That we are not going to allow them to control our minds anymore. And by doing that, you are actually taking your freedoms back to yourself. The freedom of your mind is very important. The freedom of love and compassion and kindness infinite love and compassionate kindness is very important that you allow your mindset to actually care and think about other human beings in a loving and kind way. So analyze yourself. Ask yourself these questions. It's very, very important that you do so. And also that I do so, that I ask myself these questions constantly. Am I a loving and caring and kind human being that wants other human beings to experience love and kindness and happiness in their life? That's why I use up a lot of my time on this podcast. Because I believe it's very important that I not only encourage myself, but also the listeners out there. So to the listeners out there, I love you very much. I love Jehovah God very much. And of course, I also hope that you can come to love and share this love, not only with yourself, but also with others. So entering this mindset of being aware of the fact that there is a creator, and I explain it many times in my podcast, that of course, we are 7 billion human beings on the planet currently, and of these 7 billion people, we are all coming from the same place. We come all from an egg and a sperm cell. 
which comes from an egg and a sperm cell, which comes from an egg and a sperm cell, and so forth and so on. That means that we come from something that could be placed in the head of a top of a needle, but that could also be placed in the head of a top of a needle, that's our father and mother, but that could also be placed in the head of a top of a needle, that's our grandfather and grandmother, and so forth and so on. So that I can only tell you that from my perspective, that is extremely intelligent made by an extremely intelligent God. And his name is Jehovah God, the Almighty One. And of course, we need to recognize the greatest sacrifice of all, namely his one begotten Son, Jesus Christ. And we do that when we pray to Jehovah God in the name of Jesus Christ. And of course, a lot of people would say, well, then you are one of Jehovah's Witnesses. No, that, I'm, uh, that I am not. I sound a waiver, uh, refusing to be part of that organization. So, am I one of Jehovah's Witnesses? No. But am I still praying to Jehovah God? Yes. So, how come? Well, because I do not believe that Jehovah God's organization is Jehovah's Witnesses. Because... This is also a fear-based organization. The fear is, of course, that you are constantly having a, a bad conscience about doing anything that displeases Jehovah God. And in, by doing that, you are actually in the fear-based mindset. And you are not in the loving and caring and kind, compassionate mindset that we all ought to be in. Because Jehovah God exists, and I know He does, because I know when I'm going to die that I'm going to stand before the Almighty Jehovah God, then I know He's going to ask me, well, Kenneth, what did you use your time to? Did you use your time to show love and compassion and kindness towards other human beings? Or did you occupy your mind with something else. And then I can say to him, I really tried as good as I could to show love and compassion and kindness towards other human beings around me. So it's very important that we stay close to love and kindness because the source of love and kindness is Jehovah God. Of course, a lot of people will differ my opinion that's fine. I cannot disprove your opinion as much as you cannot disprove mine. Because once it is happening invisible in the world, we cannot see it with our eyes that are very limited in this world. But I believe in him. I believe that the Almighty One will show you love and kindness and compassion once you open up to the possibility of Him existing and Him showing you love and compassion through His Holy Spirit. But you also need to be aware of the fact that there are also evil forces constantly pulling in a different direction. So actually... The most important 
thing that you can learn from this podcast is the fear-based mindset. How do we get rid of it? How do we get out of it? We need to be aware of the fact or ask ourselves these questions. Is this that I'm occupying my mind with, is it solely there for me to enter this fear-based mindset? Because if it is, there's no reason for you to occupy your mind with it because it's not going to help you stay close to Jehovah God, the Almighty One. The creator of the universe wants us to have a more loving and compassionate mindset so that we constantly have this loving and caring and kind feeling towards ourselves and eventually also towards others so that we as human beings have an opportunity to evolve as human beings. Not just be a couch potato, but actually be a person who drives ourselves in a certain direction. And of course, this education is solely there to me to have a goal, have a purpose to get up every morning and get out there and do something with my life. But this hour that I have every day is there to allow myself to enter a more compassionate and loving and caring and kind mindset so that I do, so that I do not fall in the trap of the fear-based or competitive mindset. So being aware of the fact that we human beings, we tend to be focused on these bad elements of mindset. I'm not saying that fear-based mindset, yes, of course, it can be beneficial in some cases, but it's very, very small percentage of cases that we experience in life. But also the competitive mindset. Because I could start two educations or three educations <laughs> but that I will surely <laughs> go down in stress. Uh, I would take on a too heavy of a burden. So I know that I only have to focus on one goal, and this goal is have this education so that I have an opportunity later on to have a job to provide for myself uh, and to provide for my well-being. And of course also not be a burden to society. So having a drive system, having a, a strive or a competitive mindset can actually help us get up in the morning. Also, a little bit of the fear system, of course, fear of poverty, fear of uh, not having enough money to to eat and, and have shelter over your head can also drive you into getting up every morning and, of course, as good as you can, strive to be the best human being that you possibly can. Being 100% there in your job, concentrating on it 100%, showing that, uh, showing your boss that you truly want to 
be your money worth while or be his money worth while so that he's he's not feeling that he's just wasting his money on you so that drive system is also there but it's not a very compassionate mindset so constantly having a compassionate mindset is of the utmost importance but also being aware of the fact that we should not allow ourselves to fall back into the fear-based mindset because also the fear-based mindset is also part of the couch potato because we fear getting out there being among other human beings being judged by other human beings so it's much easier for us to sit on our backsides and just collect from the government and just feel that perhaps i'm not so much worth in life i do not feel as much worth in life but that's basically your own fault you need to get up in the morning and have a drive towards a goal the goal could be a job could be also a job that you like well then you have to search for a job that you like so to speak and of course let being let down of course every time you search for a job you you receive a no can also be a bit of a downer of course so i'm not saying that it is just uh, candy floss floss standard all the time but life isn't fair for a lot of human beings so also putting our mindset away from ourselves and thinking about other human beings that perhaps have not have these opportunities that we have for example in china where there are two concentration camps where they are organ harvesting uh, these uh, Uyghurs, uh, the small minority of the muslim minority in 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 um, in china or other parts of uh, of a totalitarian dictatorship like north korea for example can actually drive us into getting up every morning and thinking well i for once am not going to allow my country to enter this mindset that we are going to be under constantly surveillance and constantly in this fear of each other fear of yeah you know the the story i've been telling you many many times in my other podcast so i'm not going to <laughs> go into detail about that but you know that once we enter the mindset of love and compassion and kindness towards ourselves and others then we have a ballast then we can have something on our mind other than the fear based mindset so i hope that this podcast was helpful for you i hope that you could use it for something i hope that i my ramble wasn't so bad that you were turning off i hope that you also will enter the compassionate and loving and caring mindset of us humans it's very easy to do so but it's also very difficult the reason why of course is that society is pulling us in a certain 
direction and that we have to pull in another direction. So let's all pull in a more loving and caring and kind direction. Let's alter our mindset to a more compassionate mindset so that we can show ourselves loving care and kindness and have a mindset that says to us, let's make an effort to make this life the most happy life that we can possibly make it regardless of our surroundings. So with these words, I wish you a good day. This is Kenneth Anderson signing off. It's the 12th of uh, April 2021. The time is 2018 and it is Monday. Bye.